we're going to look in uh, Luke, Luke chapter 2 tonight, if you have your Bibles, uh, we'll look at that in Luke chapter 2 and verse 9 through verse nine, uh, 14. I want to share a message just simply entitled Compound Praise. When we think about the birth of Christ, everything about the birth of Christ is revolves around this idea of praise and worship and celebration of the promises of God being fulfilled in this babe that was born. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 9, says, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly uh, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to preach the word of God tonight. Thank you for this time of Christmas, celebrating the birth of Christ. I would pray, Lord, if there's anyone here tonight that's never been saved, that they might understand that the reason why you came in this world was to seek and to save that which was lost. And we rejoice in that blessing and that hope that we have uh, because the Savior has come. And so bless the preaching of the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 14 is our text verse. It says, uh, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. We know the shepherds were watching their flock by night. And I just am always amazed uh, that uh, as they're out in the middle of the field caring for their flocks, doing the normal thing that they would do, it was a normal evening, uh, and the, the angels appear unto them and announce that the birth of Christ has taken place. And, they, and it alarmed them because they were afraid. Matter of fact, it says they were sore afraid, and the angel would remind them, well, wait a minute, uh, you don't need to be afraid, fear not. And so they had a message revealing a spirit of hope for them. I think the world that we're living in is just consumed with this matter of fear. Uh, there's been so many things take place uh, politically, so many things take place uh, medically, so many things take place just culturally around the world, and it has instilled a fear in people's hearts. And I want you to know tonight that we can have praise that is full of joy and excitement and a thrill because Jesus Christ has come and there's no need to be gripped with fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. And so these angels, as they approached these shepherds, they were immediately responded in fear and they wanted to know they were there to encourage them and announce to them the birth of the Savior. And so our text says that they pronounced a compound praise. I want you to see in verse 14, the praise, first of all, was glory to God in the highest. And so the celebration they brought, the good news they brought to them was a celebration in reference to that God was to be glorified in the highest. But beyond that, there was a, a divine exaltation in reference to the glory of God. Oh, did I put that on the screen? Did I put that on there, Jack? I didn't put it on. Oh, Okay. I put it on several days ago. I don't remember what I put on there. I'll just keep going. If it's on there, he'll put it up. If it's not, we'll just go on. Amen. But anyway, this praise is a compound praise that's 
divine exaltation because it's glory to God. Uh, when we celebrate the birth of Christ, we're giving glory to God. When we rejoice as a Christian, all the glory goes towards the Lord. We don't exalt ourselves. And so there's a compound praise of divine exaltation and also a sincere consolation because it says in verse 14, on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And so just as this praising of these angels are acknowledging the birth of Christ, point the shepherds towards the fact that we're bringing glory to God, but beyond that, God is bringing peace to the earth. And so there's a compound praise there. I can get excited about God because he's real, and he answers uh, all of his promises that he has given to us. And I can rejoice in the glory of God, but I can also rejoice that in this earth, on this life that we are living, we can enjoy the peace of God that passes all understanding. Charles Spurgeon said this, when the Lord Jesus had become your, uh, when the Lord Jesus has become your peace, remember there is another thing, goodwill towards men. Do not try to keep Christmas without goodwill towards men. And I think sometimes we forget that. Uh, we can get all caught up in our theological positions and our excitement about Jesus Christ coming and the save, uh, sacri sacrifice he would offer, the salvation that we could enjoy. And we get all caught up in that, but we forget we're supposed to be showing goodwill towards men also. So as a believer in Christ, it, it expands our involvement, if you will, or, or, or our connection with mankind because God wants us to give them the good news that Jesus has come. And so there's a compound praise that is shown forth of giving glory to God and enjoying peace on this earth. So first of all, I see the content of the message that the angels brought in verse 10. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. So there's comfort. Fear not. And I'm thankful that over and over again in the Bible it says, Fear not. Uh, it's, it's amazing to watch when uh, Joshua would take over leadership of Israel after Moses would be off of the scene, uh, the great promise that God gave to Joshua was, fear not, for I am with thee. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. And so we, can, we like to talk about great Christians of the past and great experiences they had in the past. But wait a minute, be of comfort because the, that same God who worked in their life is the God who works in our life in the present. And I, I believe that the message of Christmas is a message of comfort. Fear not. We do not have to be overrun in, with fear that creates anxiety and anxiousness in life to where it literally is crippling people to be, from even being able to live their life. And uh, wait a minute. The message that we have is comfort. Fear not. And uh, don't be so distressed with life. Uh, because God is still on the throne, he's still in control, and if he prophesied uh, that his Savior, his son, was coming, uh, born of a virgin, and everything came true exactly the way it did, then every promise in the book is good for you and me today. We can hold on to it. I can find comfort. But I see also it's a message of confidence. 
Notice in verse 10 also, not only do they fear not, he says, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. So he's giving them confidence. I don't know about you, I like hearing good news once in a while. Sometimes it's kind of hard to get it. I tell you, you go on the news networks or you turn on your, your computer and you look up news clips or whatever, I don't see much confidence being instilled in people on those things. But I know this, when I go to the Word of God, God builds my strength and He builds my confidence. Uh, for instance, when He says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, that doesn't say some things, it says all things. So whatever the challenges you're going to face in this new year, no matter what you're going through right now, you can have confidence that God has good news for us. And that good news is that Jesus is well and he's alive. He came into this world as a baby. He died on the cross as a man. He was buried and rose again and ascended up into heavens. And he's coming again as the King of kings and Lord of lords. And so I can live my life with a message of confidence that God is ever with me. So he gives us good tidings of great joy. And if there, listen, if there is something people need to hear that in 2020, Christmas at 2020, don't worry, we only have a week and it's going, 2020 is going to be gone, amen? Uh, but if there's something they need to end out this life this year on is the fact that God has good news that gives us great joy. And uh, so it's a message of confidence. I see it's also a message of completion, because he says this, which shall be to all people. And so the message isn't complete unless it goes to all people. Uh, God is not willing that any should perish. In Luke 15, 10, uh, Jesus said, I likewise say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. These shepherds are with the angels. These angels are filling the heavens, uh, rejoicing and celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Why? Because they know the Savior has come to complete the task and the uh, uh, opportunity for all of mankind to be saved. And so it's a completed task. In Acts chapter 8 and verse 39, when Philip was with the Ethiopian eunuch, says, when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. Then the eunuch saw him no more, and he went his way rejoicing. There's not only rejoicing over sinners who get saved by the angels, but there's rejoicing in the sinner's heart when they get saved. And this eunuch uh, was led to the Lord by Philip. He was baptized, and he went away rejoicing that he was saved. I don't know about you, when I got saved... I got saved, I got, I got happy in the Lord, amen. I mean, God stirred my heart up. I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to lose my joy. I often say, we're not funeral Baptist church around here. and uh, We're alive in Christ. We have something to celebrate. We have something to rejoice in. And don't, listen, don't let the world, don't let the hard times, don't let the stock market, don't let your health, don't let anything rob you of the joy that you have in Christ Jesus because you've been saved and you've been born again. So the content of the message. You know, Psalm 51, 12, David's cry was this, Restore to me the, uh, the joy of thy salvation. All the problems that David had, the sins that he had committed, he didn't lose his salvation, but he lost his joy. And listen, when sin overwhelms us, 
Let's be restored in our fellowship with God. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So the message that we have is one of completion because it's good tidings to everybody. And God is, listen, God is not willing to have you lost and not be assured that heaven's your home. Whether you're watching live stream, whether you're in the building this morning, this, this morning, wow, I took too long of a nap this afternoon. Anyway, if you're in the building this evening, uh, be aware of this, that God wants to give you joy unspeakable and full of glory, and that comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I got good news for you tonight, amen, and the message that is going out is for you personally. So I see the content of the message. I see in verse 10 also the compassion of the message. Because he says it's to all people, the compassion of the message. Why? Because all have sinned. Romans 6.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And oftentimes people try to excuse that. And they say, well, I've had people tell me, well, I'm not a sinner. Well, I'm not the one telling you you're a sinner. God's the one that's telling you a sinner. Jesus came into this world to sin save sinners. So why, why would he come if we aren't sinners? Why would he come if we didn't need to be forgiven and cleansed from our sins? And so it's a message of compassion because all have sinned, but it's also a message of compassion because it's all grace. If we're going to be saved, it's because of the grace of God. It's not because of your works. It's not because of your goodness. It's not because of your money. It's not because of the church. It's because of the grace of God. In Romans chapter 5 in verse 20, it says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. I, I, you know, oftentimes people say, well, I can't be saved because I'm just too wicked. You don't know my life. You don't know what I was, what I am, and I don't need to know. God knows, and God said he'll give you his grace. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. All grace. It's a compassionate message. Oftentimes people say, well, what right do you have to judge people? We're not judging anybody. We're showing you the love and the compassion of God because of the fact that Jesus came into this world to die for sinners so that the grace of God might be extended to us. In 2 Corinthians 9, 8, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. And so there's nothing that can hold back the grace of God from working in your heart. 1 Peter 5.10 says, But the God of all grace, who hath called us into his glory by Christ Jesus. Everything about the Christian life, becoming a Christian, living as a Christian, going to glory as a Christian is based on the compassionate message that God has extended his grace to all people, and I thought of this, to all the world. 1 John 4.14 says, We have seen and do testify that the Father sent his Son to be Savior of the world. It doesn't matter what part of the world you are in. It doesn't matter what, what life you may be living. It doesn't matter what your background is that God is not willing that any should perish, and he sent Jesus into this world for every person in this world. There's some wicked people around the world, but I'm going to tell you tonight that Jesus Christ came for every one of them. 
There's not one of us in this building tonight that is better than anybody else when it comes to the salvation and the need of the grace of God. And it's through the grace of God. It's a message of compassion. Jesus saw the multitudes, it says, and he was moved with compassion because they wandered about as sheep having no shepherd. And that's what our life is without Christ. We're wandering about as sheep that have no shepherd. But Jesus Christ wants to be the shepherd of your soul. So I see the, me the content of the message, the compassion of the message. And then in verse 11, I see the compulsion of the message. Verse 11 says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Notice he is called the Savior in verse 11. As a Savior, he is the anointed deliverer. And uh, if he is not a Savior, then he cannot be appointed as the deliverer of your soul. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21 says, She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And so we need a deliverer. The one who has been appointed to be that deliverer is Jesus Christ. That's why they called his name Jesus. So because of the fact that he was our deliverer. A compulsion of the message is a savior is appointed to deliver you. Also, we see that he is called, uh, uh, which is Christ. As Christ, it means that he is the anointed Messiah. Uh, he is the one that is anointed of God to fulfill all the prophecies of the Old Testament concerning the Messiah. And so he is the anointed Messiah. John chapter 1 and verse 41, when Andrew was going to get his own brother, he says to Simon, he findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, we have found the Messiah which being interpreted the Christ. See, Jesus was more than a prophet. He was more than a teacher. He was more than just a man that walked on the face of this earth. He was the anointed Messiah of God. He is the Christ. And so he delivers our soul. Then I see also in verse 11, not only was he called Savior and Christ, but the Lord. As the Lord, in verse 11, we see that he has authoritative master. He is authoritative master. Lord, Greek word kurios, means master. It means the boss. And so Psalm 69 and 30. No, wait a minute. I'm going to hit myself here. Uh, Lord, uh, Acts chapter 10 and verse 36 says, The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. And so he is the master. He is the one that is authoritative. You know, the Pharisees and the scribes questioned Jesus. They were shocked at his teaching because they said he taught as one who had authority. Jesus would say in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. And the word power there means authority. And so we have Christ as Lord as the master. So Savior, he's the deliverer. Christ, he's the Messiah. As Lord, he is the master. And so no wonder the angels identify this praise as being a compound praise. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. So glory to God. 
Psalm 69 and 30 says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. You know, tonight we had several people singing special music tonight. And why is that? Because we want to glorify God with a song. We have special music. We have congregational music. And the part of celebrating and praising God uh, in the highest is this matter of singing music for his glory. So the glory to God. And then peace towards men. Peace towards men. In Romans 5, 1, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have something to praise about tonight, something to be excited about as we celebrate Christmas. And that is we want God to be glorified, and we want man to be uh, experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. You know, it, it, we're, we're not talking about ignoring the days and the times in which we live. We're just talking about living in the realm of a relationship with Jesus Christ that overcomes all these things that we deal with in life. And so compound praise. When you praise the Lord at Christmas, may remember this. He gets all the glory. He is exalted. He is the one that is praised. He is the one that is lifted up. But as we glorify him, we can communicate peace to each other. And uh, it, it, listen, if there's wrongs that have been done, you need to get it right. You know, if there's wrongs that have been done, you need to make peace. And uh, the, God has is, is reached out to the world to make peace with the world, and the world needs to repent and turn to God so they might be able to sp experience the peace of God. So compound praise. Let's pray, and then we're going to have our candlelight service with singing Silent Night. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be together. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus came into this world and we have something to celebrate and praise about. I'm thankful, Lord, that we can give you all the glory for everything. But then, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful, I'm grateful for the fact that we can truly experience peace on this earth. And it's through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I pray that if someone's here tonight that's not saved, or someone watching live stream that's never been saved, and Lord, they need to uh, experience what it is to have faith in Christ, to be able to have something to celebrate at Christmas, eternal life through Jesus. I pray they would tell us, they would meet with us, they would contact us, whatever it takes, Lord, that we'd be able to take the Bible and show them how to be saved tonight. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for Jesus. We're thankful for this Christmas as we celebrate his birth. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's stand. We're going to sing oh, uh, Silent Night. The words will be on the screen. While we're singing that, the men will be bringing by and lighting your candles. And uh, we're going to have some testimonies at the end. So you be praying about that. Pastor, you want to?
pray and are dismissed. Anybody want to share a testimony? Just say, uh, I want to glorify God, or I just want to speak in reference of peace towards men. Compound praise. Anybody over in this section? Say, I got a testimony. I just got to say something. Amen. Nobody. This section here. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. That'll preach. I'm going to put that in my point. <laughs> Amen. I like that. Amen. But yes, uh, Laura. Amen. Sure. Sure. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Nothing like new life. Amen. Uh, anybody over in this section? Yeah. Who's that back there? Terry? Yeah. Amen. Yep. Mm, amen. Praise the Lord. Mm. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's never too late to get saved. Amen. So don't give up on anybody. Keep praying for them and keep being a witness there. Anybody in this section over here have a testimony? Uh, yeah, who's that? Don. Adon, yeah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. God's been good to you. Amen. Did I see somebody? Yeah, Nancy. Well, amen. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Keep praying, man. I'll tell you, there's power in prayer. Praise the Lord. Anybody else over here? Follow up anything? I want to leave you out. Joanne. Amen. That's for sure. God never gives up on us. Sue, did you have your hand up back there? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just amazing at me. All right. Anybody else? Where am I at here? Anybody? Are somebody's pointing. Somebody. Oh, Dewey. I'm sorry. You're right there. <laughs> I thought he was pointing over this way. Oh my. And me and Adam driver, we just stopped. It's probably like a this. Mm, wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. And we will be a mess too. Yes. 